Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Uh, sometimes that is better. You eat chicken on Thanksgiving? It just tastes so damn good. Wolfman's gone The opening credits were kind of cool, though, right? Here's Johnny. When the Wolfbane blooms, thou art the one. Slut! Star Child. You are not going to die from a shit. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Hey. And Will. Hey, hey, hey. And Professor Smoke could not be with us this week. He's on assignment. Uh, assignment uh, hiking in the woods somewhere in some undisclosed location. Uh, so he I think he's trying to find the Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he couldn't make it this this week. But, uh, you know, we'll, hopefully he'll be back next week. But this week we're going to go back into the dark. <laughs> One of the... One of the places we loved oh so damn well the first time around, back in uh, <laughs> back earlier, just earlier this year, it was back in episode fifty-four, Into the Dark Crawlers, the notoriously worst-rated consensus score episode we've ever had. You know, especially after the re-rating, that drug it all the way down to the bottom. Cumulatively, all four of us gave it a zero point six three stars. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing that comes even, honestly, the only one that even comes remotely close is Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. So it's, it's pretty low company there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll see today if this one holds up any better. This is our first venture back into the end of the dark series on Hulu. So one only hopes it can only be better than that. So we'll find out. And uh, of course, since professor's not here this week, we'll get his thoughts on it next week. Hopefully uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So I guess before we uh, dive into it, I'll go ahead and give out the usual information you can email us, contact us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, at AA Spook Show. We're over on Instagram, of course, Facebook. We're on the Slasher app, uh, TikTok. You can find us on all those by searching for All American Spook Show. We have a Tee Public page where you can go get logoed merchandise and other cool designs and stuff we have over there. You know, once again, all of these things, are there's a link tree link down in the show notes of this episode. You click on that, and all the links to these things should be right there. Um, so you can access what you want. And of course, we want you to go over to our YouTube channel where every Wednesday night we have Deadline Horror News Live. Uh, if not, you know, if you're not able to go on there, usually we go on about 9 p.m. East on Wednesday nights. If you're not there, to, you know, able to be there live, those things are archived afterwards. So you can go up and pull up any of those episodes and other cool things, you know, like we put full episodes up on YouTube. That's all there. Also, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Show. There, uh, every Tuesday, we have new video minisodes where we do the Library of the Professor segment where Smoke takes something from his vast library and we talk about it, or he discusses it, you know, we we talk about it, he gives ratings, you know, if it's a movie or something like that. So that's always a fun time to be had. Those are every Tuesday over on Patreon. Uh, of course, uh, we also you also get, if you I think it's at least a $5 level, you get these uh, podcast episodes early. Uh, we, we don't put a, def, a definitive, like, uh, you know, you're going to get it uh, a certain time and date early, but you will get it before the masses get it. And, of course, the new episodes come out every Monday at 6 p.m. East. Uh, but if you want them earlier than everybody else, join uh, Patreon 
patreon.com slash a spook show and right now until the end of november we have the november patreon poll going on for a christmas movie that we're going to be watching next month which uh, i believe that episode will be the one that's on december 20th if i'm not mistaken Hold on, let me pull the calendar up real real quick like so i can see yeah it's for the december 20th episode episode 87 and the three choices are santa slay that stars Bill Goldberg as a murderous Santa Claus. <laughs> the Ginger Dead Man, which is has Gary Busey as, a, I guess, a murderous gingerbread man. <laughs> and then Krampus, which came out in 2015, which uh, I can't... Uh, it's, it's more of like a comedy, too. So basically, the theme is these are newer horror Christmas movies that have, you know, huge elements of comedy to them. So... If you want to vote on any one of those, either Santa Slay, The Ginger Dead Man, or Krampus, go join patreon.com slash Show to let your voice be heard and and then hear us uh, have a good laugh right before Christmas. Because that'll literally be like the Christmas episode. Like it comes out like the Monday before Christmas. So, But we'll have another Christmas episode on December 6th because, you know, we're able to kind of celebrate the uh, for the entire month of uh, December Christmas so we'll have another uh, older Christmas movie we haven't quite decided which one we're going to be watching there yet but uh, we'll have that in a couple weeks but next week we will have Spook Show Spotlight Holiday Horror Part 1 we're going to do a two part Spook Show Spotlight special uh, starting on November 29th so that'll kind of kick off the Christmas season and then the second part will be on episode 86 and on December 13th uh, where we'll basically just kind of talk about the top uh, Christmas or holiday horror movies, you know, I guess you just don't want to be limiting yourself just to Christmas. There's tons of yeah. other uh, holiday horror movies that we can talk about there, but, you know, we'll talk top box office, you know, worst box office, highest rated, lowest rated, all that kind of stuff on those two episodes. So come back and join us next week for that. And I guess that's enough build up for this week. We'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Into the Dark Pilgrim. So we're going to be having some folks join us for Thanksgiving? We're gonna send somebody out here. They're gonna teach us how they did things in the olden days. What do you say we break the wishbone? One, two, three. I can hardly wait. Me too. How do you do? You're having pilgrims here? <laughs> What's a full reenactment of the first Thanksgiving? This doesn't feel right. You have a wonderful family. <laughs> we are here to show you what you had. Are you grateful? Happy Thanksgiving! Families are still important in America. What are you afraid of? It's just Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so that's the trailer for Pilgrim. Into the Dark Pilgrim, I should say, from 2019. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume this is the first time both of you guys watched this, right? Yep. Yep. So, uh, Donnie, I guess I'll toss to you first. What were your initial reactions upon uh, sitting down and viewing this on Hulu? Oh, man. I was just... I was laughing most of the time. <laughs> and I don't think that was the... Maybe their intention... But um, <laughs> just I think, help I it. think maybe in some ways it was, but maybe in others it wasn't. You know, like I do think they kind of keep one foot in the comedy door on this one. Just in my opinion, no. Yeah, you, know, you got to go. 
you either go full on dead serious with something like this, or you like kind of lean into the campiness of it. And I, I think they kind of leaned in a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, they definitely did that. Will, what'd you think? Your initial reactions? Uh, overall, it's look, it's the best Pilgrim movie, or I'm sorry, the best Thanksgiving movie I think we've <laughs> ever done. Uh, but that's not saying very much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is only I the third. Like the, t- t- uh, this is the third uh, Thanksgiving movie, by the way, we've done over the years. The first half of the movie, to me, was you know, it wasn't very entertaining to to sit through. But man, once it uh it turned that page, man, it actually got pretty good. I was I was surprised by the second half. You had to, you know, as I'm watching it, I kind of felt the same way you did. As I was sitting there watching it, and this was the first time for me as well, you kind of knew the nuts was coming eventually, right? You know what I mean? Like, you could see the crazy, but, like, it's, maybe this is a misunderstanding kind of thing, right? It, it, you could see them going that way if they wanted to. But, yeah, once they went full crazy, yeah, <laughs> it was funny farm crazy. And and still, there's going to be a lot of questions that we need to answer, or maybe maybe we can, maybe we can't. Maybe they'll even wait for a professor to come back on next week and, you know, uh, fill in some of the things that we can't figure out. But I think there were a few questions with this, the way this movie played out, that would be like, what exactly, how do you describe this? What exactly did we see? We'll get into that here in just a little bit. But I guess I'll go ahead and go into some of the background information. Like we said, this was, this was Into the Dark series. It's I, I stopped short of saying it's like a, a television series, but, I mean, it's it's only on Hulu but it's more to me. It's more like a movie series because every one of these are you know, uh, well over an hour fifteen, hour and a half long. You know, so yeah. basically they're like feature length films each each episode. Um, yeah. But this one was part of season two of Into the Dark on Hulu. It was episode two to be exact on season two, and uh, obviously, like I said, it's called Pilgrim, and it was released November first, twenty nineteen. Now, these are developed by Blumhouse Television. So, Jason Blum is one of the... Uh, I'm looking producer. at... Yeah, I'm a, yeah I was going to say he's an executive producer, but honestly, they don't even have him listed here as far as this particular episode. But I, I'm sure, you know, obviously this is Blumhouse, so he's got his uh, finger in the pie somewhere. He's factored in somehow or another. But because the producers on this one that I see listed here are uh, Tevin Adelman is the producer... Then you've got Lauren Downey as the executive producer slash showrunner. And same deal, same title for Alexander Cohn. And then Nor Hadar is the associate producer. So Jason Blum isn't listed there, but, you know, obviously he's, he's got to be factored in. I would like to point out he was all too willing to uh, put his name into crawlers. But uh, once that came in, he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, to that, which one came first? I'm <laughs> pretty sure... The crawlers came first. No, no, I'm looking. Pilgrim did. Oh, Pilgrim came out. This was this uh, second episode. 2019. You're right. Yeah, this this uh, came out the second episode of season two. Like I said, uh, Crawlers was season. uh, I'm sorry, episode six, season two. So four episodes (laughs) later, (laughs) Crawlers comes out. I don't know. Maybe maybe some he has. You know, uh, they give him a credit because he's more involved in it, and some they don't. I, I don't know what the the reasoning is there, but um. I'll read you the little uh, synopsis that they put on, uh, uh, this is on the Wikipedia page for this. So that her family may better appreciate each other and their privilege, a woman invites historical reenactors playing pilgrims to spend Thanksgiving with them. However, the reenactors may be too dedicated to their characters, inspired by actual events. Now, we were talking off air, because, you know, they do uh, allude to that in the movie, because it actually says... Uh, towards the top, based on a mostly true story. 
Um, Will, you said you saw something about it. Uh, now, this was uh, the story of this movie, or this, yeah, we'll just call it a movie. The story of this pilgrim is by Noah Feinberg. Now, apparently this is based on something that somewhat kind of happened to him when he was younger, right? Yeah, so apparently his mom was uh, the leader of the PTA, and they decided to have a bunch of pilgrim reenactors come in and reenact the first Thanksgiving at the school. Uh, but I, I'm assuming they had to come in from, you know, way out of town to be able to do this. So um, uh, apparently it sounded like a, a lot of families signed up to, I guess, house a reenactor while they were in town. I guess I guess the PTA family, the, the leader, got the uh, method actor of the group. And apparently the dude comes in, you know, doing his like his whole shtick. Then gets up the next morning and still just never breaks characters. <laughs> Apparently telling stories about the uh, Mayflower and just all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, it got old quick. <laughs> all right, see thyself out the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> you annoying prick. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, that would definitely be weird. I mean, like, just the fact that you would even think to do something like that. I've never even heard of anything like that. I, I, I could get... Hiring some uh, reenactors or something to kind of like, hey, here, you know, do a play or something or some presentation to the school. Okay, I guess I can get along with that. Having them in your house. Yeah, having them in your yeah. house and that and uh, and obviously even the premise of this movie, like not only did they have them in the house, but like the whole point was like they were going to come in and cook Thanksgiving dinner and uh, you know I don't know, it's just fucking weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I mean, you know, we live in the South, man. You know, yeah. like uh... <laughs> this ain't going down. No. <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't going down, man. I mean, shit, we're we're more than likely to go to a fucking Cracker Barrel or, uh, yeah. you know. Go get, go get <laughs> your turkey from uh, Popeye's or some yeah. shit or KFC or yeah. Bojangles. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, this was directed by Marcus Dunstan. He has, let's see, 19 writing credits on IMDb and only seven directing credits. As director, he directed The Collector in 2009. The Collection in 2012, The Neighbor in 2016, uh, this episode of Into, Into the Dark, Pilgrim, and apparently he's in pre-production on a movie called Hooked Up, and they have announced, announced the movie The Collected. Obviously, The Collector movies, yeah. you know, that's kind of his thing, right? He was also yeah, he was also a writer. I've, ne- I've only seen the first one. I think it was The Collector, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. first one. I saw that one years ago. I've never seen any of the other ones. Yeah, um, he's got a pretty good writing resume here. Uh, Feast in 2005. Saw 4. That was the screenplay story for that in 2007. Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds, <laughs> which was straight to video 2008. He wrote the screenplay for Saw 5. Feast where, 3. Where would that, where would that last movie uh, be released at? Because it sounds like a Sloppy <laughs> Seconds. Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> Well, it says video, so I don't know. I don't know if it's in the room with the beaded curtain back in the back of the video store or some uh, unknown streaming service. I don't, but either way, they made another one, Feast Three: The Happy Finish, <laughs> and that was another direct video the next year in 2009. Uh, like I said, Saw Five, then uh, uh, earlier screenplay, The Collector in 09, Saw Six screenplay for that in 09, Saw the final chapter that was wrote by him in 2010, The Candidate. Uh, well, that's a short film. 
Then uh, he wrote Piranha 3 Double D, the collection, uh, then a couple short films, and then uh, the screenplay for The Neighbor in 2016. Uh, let's see, Naked Fury. Well, that's a short called Naked Fury. <laughs> He's got some weird yeah. titles in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Screen Story by, and that was in 2019. Then he did Pilgrim, and uh, then he is uh, writing The Collected, which that's only been announced. So. Yeah, I mean, pretty successful track record as far as writing is concerned, and even you know a couple of films that he's directed there. So I'm assuming with you know knowing what you know what you know about him now, and I can't even think of the guy that did Crawlers, but I remember that guy not having much of a resume, you know, compared to this especially. Brandon Zuck. Yeah, there was, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I, I should remember that name has come back up a couple of times since then, but I don't <laughs> think I don't think his resume was nearly as as uh, well regarded as uh, Marcus Dunstan's. Uh, like we said, it was uh, based on a story by Noah Feinberg because this basically kind of somewhat happened to him, except take out the murder report. Also by uh, Marcus Dunstan, who directed, and Patrick Melton. Noah Feinberg, uh, on this one, he was only like a, a, an assistant or something like that. He was, uh, but, you know, obviously, or that's what he was before, apparently. I guess he pitched this, and then they ended up making it. The only other thing is he's got five writing credits, including this one, four others. Everything else he did was like short films, you know, in the years before Pilgrim. So uh, hopefully bigger and better things for him. I mean, this is, uh, you know, not a bad start, you know, for somebody getting their first kind of uh, real good swing at something, right? And Patrick Melton, uh, he would be known for writing on scary stories to tell in the dark as well as uh, Marcus Dunstan and saw the final chapter. Uh, he's got 18 writing credits on IMDb that go back to 2005 where he uh, wrote an episode of Project Greenlight. Uh, but he was also a writer on Feast, Saw 4, Feast 2 and 3. Uh, so basically, I guess, he, you know, it looks like a very similar resume here. So he must be mm -hmm. just a, a writing partner or whatever with Marcus Dunstan. Cast, we have Rain Edwards as Cody. Uh, she is the, uh, you know, I guess before we go any further, we should add that we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So... If for whatever reason you haven't watched this episode of uh, Into the Dark Pilgrim on Hulu, uh, pause this, go over to Hulu, check it out, and come back, and you know that way we're not spoiling it for you. But Rain Edwards is actually like a uh, she she's been she's acted in plenty of things. I mean she has twelve acting credits on IMDb, but she's actually a musician as well. She's a, a singer songwriter. Let's see, she's best known for her roles as Nicole Avant the younger sister of Maya Avant on the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful, Leanna Martin on the 2016 series reboot MacGyver. Donnie, that's all you. Straight up. <laughs> and uh, she was Melody Wright on Snowfall. So, you know, IMDb always lists a known-for thing. It's got The Wilds, which was something on Amazon Prime Video. Snowfall, like I said, she was in Hellfest in 2018, which I think I've heard pretty good things about that one, you know, being uh, not too shabby. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get around to it eventually. But uh, her acting credits date back to she was in an uncredited role in Explicit Ills back in 2008. And uh, a number of other things, like we said, The Bold and the Beautiful, MacGyver, The Wilds, TV series, Snowfall. So mostly TV series stuff. And I guess that doesn't stray too far in this one. So uh, still young, you know, up and coming. Kerr Smith plays Shane. Now, this is uh, Cody's dad in the film. Let's see. He would mostly be known for Final Destination, the original from 2005. Or, I'm sorry, 2000. Apparently, he was Jack McPhee in Dawson's Creek. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, you know, the remake that came out in 2009. Life Unexpected. That was a series on the CW. Uh, he's got 45 acting credits. He's actually got one directing credit. Uh, he uh, directed an episode of Dawson's Creek back in 2002, but... 
45 acting credits that date back to the soap opera As the World Turns in 1996 and 97. He was on that uh, episode of Baywatch. Uh, just kind of going through here, like I said, he was in the uh, the first Final Destination film. I think I'm. It's been a while since I watched Final Destination, but I'm kind of remembering the face now that I've now that I'm reading that. I, you know, he was yeah. one of the, it says he played Carter Horton. I mean, but it's been so long since I watched yeah. that. I, God knows which which one that was. He was in the Forsaken in 2001. Uh, let's see, Cruel Intentions three, Roadkill. That was a short. A uh, handful of episodes of the show Charmed. Tons of tons of television series. Uh, I guess more currently, he's been on the that CW show Riverdale. So I guess he's kind of turned into like one of those CW guys, right? Like those type of shows on CW. I think The Fosters was like one of those on Freeform or something like that. So mostly a TV mm-hmm. guy, but uh, plenty of things you would recognize him from. Courtney Hing- Hengler, I think is how you say her. H-E-N-G-G-E-L-E-R, Hengler. Sure. Uh, we'll go with it. Courtney Hingler. She played Anna. That was uh, Cody's stepmom in the movie. Now, she's a, she was a definitely a recognizable face. She's been in uh, a lot of things, uh, I think, recently, like television projects and stuff like that. She is in uh, uh, Cobra Kai. She plays, uh, you know, Danny LaRusso's wife in Cobra Kai. Uh, so that would probably be what people these days, you know, would mostly recognize her from. But she's been in The Big Bang Theory, the CBS series Mom, uh, a film called Nobody's Fool. She's got 39 acting credits uh, that go back to 2003. <laughs> her first thing, or the first thing that she gets credit for that she was in was a movie called The Bog Creatures. So uh, <laughs> we, that sounds like something we might not, we might need to get back around to here pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sounds like something uh, Smoke knows all yeah. about. Oh, yeah, the Bog Creatures. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. A bunch of TV series, a bunch of TV movies, you know, over the, over the last, uh, you know, two decades. So that would be where you would probably recognize her from. The most recently would be Cobra Kai. And, of course, this. Ethan, the head pilgrim. He's played by Peter Giles. I think he does a pretty good, pretty good job in this movie of, uh, you know, Acting like a deranged pilgrim. I, I don't know what you would base that performance <laughs> off of, but <laughs> you got a blank as, slate here. Yeah, <laughs> as far as crazy pilgrims are concerned, he might be the best that's ever been put in the film. He has 86 acting credits though, so he's been at it for a while, and those date back to 1996. He was in a short film called Dear Diary, uh, but his first movie, I guess, would be a TV film in 1998 called Rear Window. I'm not sure if that's a you know, like a remake of the old uh, Hitchcock classic or not, but uh, let's like uh, just a quick scan through. It's mostly like TV series, a couple uh, soap operas. Once again, like One Life to Live, As the World Turns, uh, stuff like that. Uh, CSI New York, Las Vegas, NCIS, all the <laughs> all those abbreviated titles that are on CBS. Like pretty much one episode of all those damn things. He was in the animated series, The Life and Times of Tim. He was one of the voices in that. The show Portlandia. And uh, an episode of modern, uh, some episodes of Modern Family. So, uh, a recognizable face as far as like TV, movies, and you know, television series stuff is concerned. I guess uh, one more that we'll point out here is the 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 lady that plays Patience. You know, she's the uh, I guess Ethan's wife. You know, the other pilgrim, main pilgrim in the movie. That was played by Elise Levesque. Uh She is known for the film Ready or Not, the series Orphan Black. The series on CW, the originals, a movie called The Big Ugly. 
She has 52 acting credits, which date back to 1997. She was in an episode of the series Incredible Story Studio. It looks like it's most, once again, it's, it's all, a lot of TV stuff. TV movies, t episodes of TV series. She was actually in an episode of Masters of Horror back in 2007, The Black Cat. One of Will's favorites, The Haunting of Sorority Row. <laughs> well, I, I'll take uh, not denying it as a co confirmation. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna confirm nor deny these accusations. <laughs> Slumber Party Slaughter, in 2012, she was in that. Uh, so, uh, a lot of this type of stuff, you know, TV series, TV movies, and then occasionally, you know, playing in like an actual feature film and a short film called Fruitcake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, those are pretty much, I guess, like the really the, the the biggest ones to mention. That's the that's your main cast right there. So, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to? point out that i didn't point out here before we uh dive into it i didn't really find anything there's just not much not much out there on this yeah well i mean when, it's, the, when it's basically say, like, the only thing that i could add is uh apparently uh uh the puka doll uh shows up in tate's room ah yeah now that is yeah now that was uh the the that, I guess that was kind of the breakout hit, so to speak, of this entire End of the Dark series, which, <laughs> of course, we have not watched yet. The, uh, supposedly the really, really good ones. Uh, but there was that, there's actually been two of those. There was a Christmas episode. Because, you know, the whole... I, I failed to mention earlier, the whole premise of this End of the Dark series as well is like each film or, or show, however you want to look at it, each episode, has something to do with a corresponding holiday. So that the first one was episode three of the first season called Puka. That was a Christmas one. And then in the second season, they had an Easter episode called Puka Lives. And that was the seventh episode. So this was right after Crawlers was when uh, Puka Lives came out in April of 2020. So, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that there's probably been a lot of uh, uh, Easter eggs with Puka ever since then. And probably a lot of these episodes, which I'm sure over time we'll get to some more. And uh, we might, you know, see that. Mr. Projectionist, stop the show. Here's great news you ought to know. We've just got a shipment of taste-thrilled treats, all tip-top quality and delicious eats. There are hot dogs and popcorn and candy galore. There are soft drinks and coffee and a whole lot more. So direct your steps to our refreshment stand to enjoy the finest snacks in all the land. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Like we've mentioned before, you sign up using audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Uh, they'll give you a credit. You can take that credit and uh, get any audiobook on Audible that you like. Uh, if you decide after that, you know what, like, uh, you know, I can't afford it. This isn't for me. Whatever the reasons, you can cancel it and you get to keep that book. So helps us out. You get a free book out of it. Win-win. Uh, so I just went in and typed in Pilgrim on uh, Audible to see what will pop up. And the first one is Pilgrim, book one, by Harmon Cooper. And that one is a little over 16 hours long, and it says it's only from Audible. I Am Pilgrim, a thriller, by Terry Hayes. That one's uh, damn near 23 hours long, so that's a, that's a full-size novel there for sure. This one just looks kind of corny, but I'll mention it. <laughs> the Pilgrim's Progress, From This World to That Which Is to Come, by John Bunyan. Uh, it's a little over 12 hours long and it's just book one, but like the cover of this just looks like, you know, some drawing from 1452 or some shit, you know, of a, a <laughs> but it looks like the guy's like got his head leaning over like he's asleep for some reason. I don't know what the hell this is, but, uh, <laughs> if any of that sounds <laughs> interesting to you whatsoever, 
<laughs> you can go over to Audible and type in Pilgrim and find all these things. But when you go over there, you know, make sure you use the audibletrial.com slash bookshow link. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audio book. So there we have it. So I guess uh, we'll go ahead and uh, uh, get into the movie itself. Um, so basically, you start with a flashback of like uh, Cody when she was, you know, a younger girl sitting at the Thanksgiving table and like mom and, her mom and dad, uh, which the dad you find out later, his name is Shane. Um, they get into an argument on Thanksgiving and the mom just says, fuck this and leaves. So that's her, you know, her horrible flashback, her horrible memory of Thanksgiving or whatever. And then now come to the present day, her dad has remarried uh, uh, to a lady named Anna. She's kind of like uh, one of those, uh, I guess because the dad, you know, makes good money. She's kind of one of those uh, housewives kind of all about the, you know, the, the homeowners association. And I guess she's like the president of the HOA and all this stuff. So she's, kind of more worried about she's wrapped up in society and all that stuff so that's her thing and uh he's kind of wrapped up in uh the stock market all the time and stuff so that's his thing so basically i guess she kind of gets uh, uh, overshadowed and she's got attitude issues because of all this and she has a little brother named tate so that's kind of the setup to what's going on here but anna proposes that they're going to have an old-fashioned thanksgiving celebration by bringing in some like pilgrim reenactors to come uh, I guess basically prepare the Thanksgiving meal and then just kind of like tell the story of Thanksgiving and so they can be appreciative for everything that they have, I guess is the whole premise of this, right? Mm-hmm. And the people are going to come. Now, I guess they didn't know at first like that these pilgrims are going to come and spend the night, right? I guess they just kind of assumed they would come Thanksgiving morning or something and cook yeah, the meal. Yeah, she was surprised when they showed up at the door so early. Yeah, so like yeah. there's this huge... Um, that's kind of the setup and then you see the opening credits and then after that, you're introduced to Cody's boyfriend Finn at the uh, the homeowners association party. So her mom is throwing, or her stepmom is throwing this big HOA shindig, and everybody's there. And all of a sudden, two pilgrims, Ethan and Patience, uh, show up at the party, and they're like, you know, full regalia, like they're dressed like you know pilgrims from you know back in the Mayflower days or whatever. And they're like, oh, uh, we didn't know you were going to be here this early, but you know, yeah, they're here. And uh, uh, oh yeah, by the way. Uh, 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 her friend Catherine, yeah, they're they're gonna come. Uh, one of them's gonna come stay at your house, and the other one's gonna stay at our house. Like, cause I, I guess basically that was her surprise for Catherine was, uh, I guess she was gonna do this for her too. So like there was gonna be a pilgrim deal at her house and so on. So basically they split up. Ethan stays at their house, and Patience go goes over and stays at Catherine's house. Now the connection also there is Catherine, her son is Finn, which is Cody's boyfriend. Uh, this is also right in the middle of all this. You see the screen based on a mostly true story. <laughs> it's kind of out of nowhere. Like, all right. <laughs> so that's the setup. They're they're split up and they're going to stay at the two different houses. And the whole thing is like basically they get Cody gets creeped out from like moment one because these people will not break character. They're acting full on like pilgrims, talking like you know the the olden speak or whatever the hell, and they just won't knock it off, right? So she's not cool with it right there, and she's kind of suspicious of the whole thing. Ethan goes out back and just straight up, like, builds a shed out <laughs> out near the pool. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is about that, too, and, is like, there's not much of a payoff on that, is there? No, not really. I mean, and I, really, the, the only two times that I can remember it being used is when a little boy went in there, and, and he showed that he was you know, worthy of thanks. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, Ethan's and, sitting there reading and, the Bible with him or something. Yeah. yeah, there was and then, just... But, and then the other time was uh, when all of the men were outside and 
I guess Ethan was inside the little hut, and that's when he like walked out, and that whole branding and whipping scene happened. I think. But I'm I'm thinking like they're setting this up like oh man this is gonna be like a house of torture or something like you know this little shed something fucked up's gonna happen up and, and but not really like <laughs> it was just kind of there for some reason like you know I guess I guess maybe it was just to show like they're moving in you know what I mean like they're they're settling in and settling in and kind of making this shit their own so like little bit by little bit it kind of starts with the shed and then eventually gets bigger and better as, bigger as it goes along but I guess maybe that's what the point of it was but I just figured there'd be a bigger payoff with the shed but there wasn't so they're asked to give up their phones you know just for the whole the whole deal of uh you know well this is supposed to be uh, an immersive experience or whatever so you need to give up your phones you know all your technology and shit finn meanwhile like patience is staying at their house right finn comes home and goes in this is like after there's a scene where patience is makes some kind of uh tea some herbal tea for Catherine, and basically knocks her out i guess it's kind of like what that leads to because finn comes in Finds his mom. I guess she's pretty much dead, right? So, like, I guess she poisoned her. Yeah, poisoned her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he finds that. I mean, he finds patience. Like, he hears like a thumping noise. He goes upstairs, and patience is just sitting in the corner, like churning butter or some shit. And there's like, <laughs> there's like, you know, blood's coming off of her hands, and like, there's blood coming out of the churn or whatever. And then he goes into the next room, and that's where he sees his mom. You know, rolls her over. She's dead. And then somebody grabs a hold of him. Meanwhile, more pilgrims show up. <laughs> over at Cody's house and now Cody's like all right what the fuck you know like she's super suspicious now and then uh she even confronts her parents like what the fuck is this you know and they're like oh you know just play along you know and then eventually finally Anna and Shane the parents they kind of come to their senses and realize like yeah what the fuck is this when they like you know they come out and say where are the kids the kids are fine and then all of a sudden like four or five more pilgrims show up and they they kind of grab a hold of them Cody finds finn dead she goes over to you know to his house or whatever and she finds him dead like i thought that was funny too like it's like one of the worst like find a dead body scenes you'll ever see because like she just opens up a closet or something right and (laughs) and the dude falls out and he's clearly not even like playing dead very well to me like you know like (laughs) it looks like you know you you almost even see him blink and breathe as he's falling down you know but like he just kind of falls over so finn is dead she takes all. Hold, hold on, hold on. Now, now, as you're you're skimming through this, and and anybody that's listening, you you've hopefully seen the movie. Uh, these people die. God, it feels like pretty close to halfway through the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're about halfway through it now. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have we been doing the podcast so far, and actually going over the movie? That's that's how slow the first half. Is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Legit. And, and and literally, like, that scene where Patience is sitting there in the corner, like, churning, you know, whatever the hell she's doing. She's churning butter or whatever, and the blood's coming out. Like, yeah, you're easily 30 to 40 minutes into it. So that's, like, the first thing that really happens, you know, as yeah. far as, like, something actually happening. Most of this, I'm just kind of blowing through. It's all set up to, like, you see that Ethan and Patience and then these other pilgrims that show up are just creepy, you know. But up to this point, you haven't seen anything until that. So Cody goes in, uh, you know, Finn's dead body falls out of the closet, and so he's dead. Meanwhile, the, the pilgrims, remember, they grabbed a hold of the parents, Anna and Shane, earlier. They have them, like, what do they call those things? That Like the, the stocks, right, uh, where you stick your hands in and your head? What do they call that? I know there's a name for it. It's like a wooden thing where oh, you, yeah, you stick yeah, your yeah. head in and yeah. your hands. It's like a... Uh, I think stocks is the stocks uh, actual name of it. I'm sure if smoke, if smoke were here, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, Medieval torture device number 42, you know, but <laughs> you stick your hands in in your head or whatever and you're locked in. It's like a, a stock something. I can't recall the 
uh, term of it, but they're locked up in that, and then they get branded. Like, because I guess because they're not uh, grateful for what they have. So they're just going to brand them for some reason and, you know, fucking stick them in the back or whatever. Cody comes in and, like, easily frees them, right? Like, <laughs> you would think there would at least be one of these <laughs> pilgrims. Like, I guess all the pilgrims decide to go into the fucking house. The parents are still, you know, like, locked up in these uh, chains or whatever out there. And uh, Cody just r- walks up and, like, I don't know how she got the key. Like, she just got the key and unlocks them and unties them and everything. Now they're free. And then this, uh, they, they literally in the credits call him Big Pilgrim. He's a just a big, <laughs> big Amish-looking dude with a beard and everything. Uh, if I remember right, the key was actually hanging on the other side of the stalk. Okay, so it they, was just yeah, like I, it, it was just hanging there, and then she picked it up. I guess I just missed that that little moment where she grabbed the key. But yeah, like she easily frees them. Nobody comes up until like they're free, and then this dude shows up. And then they basically just, as a family, just beat the shit out of this guy and then kill him. <laughs> Which is very, very yeah. satisfying, right? Like, this is this is the kind of thing that you would think would actually happen in this scenario. Like, oh, I get out. I'm just going to beat someone to death. You know, like, for, for 10 minutes straight, just pulverize their fucking skull, you know, in, in this scenario. And, and I also say, like, up until, like, this point, like, everybody with the exception of... Uh, oh God, what's your name? Uh, the lead character, Cody. Cody. Everybody, with the exception of Cody, are very like shallow characters. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, this uh, disconnected dad over wrapped up in her own oh, little mom, stepmom. Yeah, yeah. The kid is just a kid actor, so they're not putting a lot on his plate. Mm-hmm. But like, like everybody's just a very like flat character. Uh, at least on the family side, this is like the first time they actually showed any or any, any fight, any in soul. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they beat the shit out of uh, the big pilgrim there and kill him, and then they split up for some reason. I-, I guess to find Tate. That that's the name of the you know the her brother or whatever the young kid. I guess to find Tate, they kind of split up. So the parents like are like climbing up the side of the house to get upstairs, and Cody goes over here and the- <laughs> and then is immediately like captured by the pilgrims. Then Shane, like, wants to get up to the, the second floor or whatever. I, basically, he's pushed out of the window, right? Like, don't they they stab him or, or hit him or something, and then he falls? Uh, yeah, he, he goes to climb in, and then uh, I think it's uh, Patience, like, stabs him in the hand. Yeah, so one of them and, yeah, does something and, and says he falls. something along the lines of, uh, you lose what you don't cherish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. falls from the second story, and meanwhile, as he's, like, shook from falling like that, right, he's probably got a concussion or some shit. Patience just walks up with an axe and then just brains him. But you don't see it happen. You just see her, like, standing over him and then whack, you know, and then the, the screen goes red. Screen, yeah. So now they have Cody and uh, Anna, the, the stepmom, and they're torturing them basically. Be grateful for what you have. And then they put Cody on this little platform that they've built, like, over the pool. And then they just dunk her into this damn pool like 18 times. Like, <laughs> this is a really long scene that, like, really doesn't lead to anything, honestly. <laughs> uh, they just, like, you know, crank this thing over. It's like this big wooden platform thing that, like, is over the water. Like, be grateful. Fuck off. And then they dunk her, hold her under the water, pull her back up. Are you grateful? No. Dunk her again. You know, like, this happens like six times. They damn near drown her. Finally, I guess, uh, I'm grateful, you know. Okay, so they stop that. <laughs> And they take Cody and Anna and make them prepare the meal, the Thanksgiving meal. So they're sitting at the table and they're, 
you know, getting food ready for the, the Thanksgiving meal. Cody, now this is one of those, like, this is where the, to me, the movie starts to go batshit crazy and off the rails. Yeah. Cody, I guess it's like a screwdriver or a... Uh, I so, thought it was like an ice pick or something. Maybe it's an yeah, ice pick. It like was, an ice pick. Yeah, okay, we'll go with ice pick. She picks it up and she stabs Patience in the head, but Patience gets her hand up just enough to where, like, it's stabbed through the hand and into her head. Now, she should be dead, right? Yes. Legit. Yeah, and, and it stabs it, right in the fucking the temple. Bring up. From, from this point on, all right, the fact that she didn't die with this, like, I was almost like, all right, are these people supernatural? Yeah. Now, but that's, everything that's, before and after that spot right there tells me that they're not. Just this one scene where this lady gets stabbed in the brain. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, she catches her right in yep. the fucking temple, like, back of the eye, man. Like, that would kill you, I'm pretty sure. If it didn't, you'd be like, you'd be like a fucking instant vegetable if it didn't kill you, right? You know, sometimes there's those weird stories of, like, some dude that had, like, a railroad tie that shot through his skull, and then he just acted weird the rest of his life, but he lived. It can happen, but odds are she's dead. I mean, <laughs> it stabbed her right in the fucking head. But Phineas Gage. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. But anyway, we'll come back to that part because I, I think there's a little little mini discussion that needs to be had about that. She, like, so Patience is still alive. So Cody runs and she finds Tate and then basically just hides him again. <laughs> She's like, all right, well, here, shit. She looks around like can't get out. All right, fuck, I'm going to hide you again. So she hides him in the closet. Like, not even a good hiding spot. It's just like in the closet. Pilgrims, like, so she, she goes, she hides him, goes back out in the hallway and then the pilgrims instantly grab her again. So she's the worst at getting away from these pilgrims, right? Like, they've been captured her, like, three separate times now. So, so at that point, like, what, what was the point of that, that whole scene of her escaping in the first place? She escaped to go get the kid. Hiding. Because he was hiding. And then basically... And then hit him somewhere else. And then basically gave herself up to get to get uh, captured again. Basically. Yeah. So they have uh, Cody and Anna again, and they make them sit down at the table. It's time for the feast. Once again, batshit craziness. They bring out the turkey... You know, on the on the platter or whatever, take it off, and it Shane's decapitated head. So now they're they're <laughs> sitting down for the feast of Shane meat, and this is this is fucking awesome, by the way, like of just pure craziness, in my opinion, because like now they're all like gorging on the meat and this, you know, you know how it always is in these type of movies, and Smoke could probably uh, talk more to this too because he's seen more of these type of movies. But when it's always like cannibalism, they don't eat like normal people anymore. They just get like fucking crazy, you know, like. They just start eating with their hands and smearing it all over their face and shit. Like, <laughs> for whatever reason, I guess. Well, if you've gone crazy enough to eat someone, you just don't fucking care how you eat it. You just, <laughs> you just act like a maniac when you're doing it. But I love the fact that they've got this gospel music or this gospel type music playing in the background as this is going on. Because it's like, oh, be grateful, oh yeah, be grateful, <laughs> as they're like tearing the, you know, the the man's meat apart you know the body apart or whatever and like his head sitting on a silver platter and everything it, it was just fucking awesome so then basically as they're gorging on this a couple of them start getting sick and then all the rest of the pilgrims like start puking up blood and shit <laughs> but not just normal puking <laughs> oh no that that's one of the best parts too because like yeah. i guess ethan realizes like holy shit we've been poisoned so he I don't know why I went like fucking full Irish accent. No, 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 no. It was perfect. <laughs> that was Irish? He, yeah, we'll go with it. He sticks <laughs> his fingers down his throat and like starts throwing up, you know, the the berries and shit that he ate. And, and it's like Saturday Night Live projectile vomiting. Like, ah! 
she was and that was at- like to me it like it gave me vibes of the uh stand by me pie eating contest <laughs> <laughs> it was stand by me, right? Am, am I can I, see uh... it. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but I can definitely. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but so apparently, like the the, uh, the the what happened here was when they earlier when they made Cody and Anna sit there and like prepare the meal, Cody reaches over and takes some of the poison berries that uh, you know I didn't mention earlier. They went out. Ethan and uh, Tate went out and picked berries, you know, like and other shit to for the feast or whatever, right? So, for some reason, he picks poison berries and then mixes it in with the other berries. And then, like, one of them goes to, and I think, like, Tate goes to grab and eat it. It's like, no, those are poison. Look at the stem or whatever the fuck, right? Like, number one, like, why did you pick poison berries and put them in with the rest if you didn't want anybody to eat the fucking poison berries? No reason. This isn't going to come up later. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't worry about me foreshadowing, thy asshole. <laughs> So, anyways, that's the setup, right? There's poison berries in there. So, as Cody and Anna are being forced to put the meal together, Cody reaches over, grabs some of the poison berries, and, like, puts it in the cranberry sauce. So, apparently, this is cranberry sauce, and it and it's deadly. So, they start, like, literally, like, blood coming out of their eyes. They're vomiting blood and shit. And in the middle of this, Tate comes out of from hiding, and he frees Cody and Anna. Anna has, like, a little fight with Patience. And she manages to kill patients with a knife on the table. <laughs> and I love during the fight, she picks up her husband Shane's head and uses it as a weapon. Yeah. Like, that's part of the yeah. fight. Like, they're beating the shit out of each other. She just grabs his head and says, like, pow, pow. And she takes a knife and, like, you know, stabs her through at the table there. So patients is dead. Then Cody, m- meanwhile, like, all the other pilgrims, right, they just fall out dead from the poison berries. I-, I-, I should mention that. Like, they didn't have to fight any of them. They just all fucking one by one fall out dead from the poison. But Ethan and Patience manage to, like, kind of yak some of it up so they don't, they last a little longer than the rest, right? So Patience is now dead, and then Cody has the big moment with Ethan where she, you know, she's fighting with him and going back and forth. Like, why'd you do this? I wanted to, wanted you to be grateful for what you had or whatever. So then she just takes an axe and just, you know, fucking brains him. He's dead. And then as his hand falls over, there was a wishbone in his hand. Now you get the end credits. Now... The wishbone thing I didn't bring up earlier, there was just this minor little scene toward the beginning of it where uh, they're eating their chicken or turkey or whatever the hell they're eating, and there's a wishbone. They pull it out, and uh, Cody and Tate make a wish on the wishbone, right? They pull it, and Cody got the end where, you know, you, your wish is granted. That her, her wish that she asked for was basically... What was it for, like, for you to get what you this had coming? This whole thing to blow up in her face. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. For this yep. whole thing to blow up in Anna's face. Right there at the end when Ethan falls over dead in his hand, there's that wishbone. I think that goes back to me. And that, like I said, that's end credits. You know, and, and I I know it's a joke now, but I will say the opening and ending credits of this were actually pretty well done. Like, <laughs> I know it's a running joke at this point, but I thought they were actually kind of cool credits. But anyways, during, uh, so I guess that brings me to this, like, so you got this thing with the wishbone, and then you got the whole thing of patients getting stabbed in the head or whatever. Is there a supernatural element here? Because you know it almost brings to mind like how did he, how would he have known about the wishbone, or why would he have it in his hand? You know, if there wasn't some supernatural aspect of this, mm. and the fact, like I said, patients I, get stabbed in the head and doesn't fucking instantly die like a normal human being would. I agree, but why did everybody else die from poisoning? True, and I mean, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, I. Maybe they're just uh, disciples of the Pilgrim Church or whatever the hell. Like they're real, but 
Ethan and Patience aren't anymore. I don't know. Like it's you have to wait for the uh, Pilgrim prequel. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, that's not yeah. gonna happen. One of these no. things is not like the other. Oh, wait, it is. I don't know. I, I think it's it's interesting. You know that that whole premise of it. Like, I do think I, I I wish they'd leaned into it. If you were going to do that, you know, like lean into it a little bit more, I think that would have added a, a different, you know, cool kind of little element to it. If they'd have leaned into the supernatural here, because that would kind of explain a few things a little more. But like you said, there's other things to point out that it may not be supernatural. So I don't know. I guess maybe that's the, you know, that, that's the thing that that's the takeaway is like, was it, was it not? I don't know, you know, but you had fun. So that, I guess that's all that matters. So there we have it. The latest, uh, into the dark episode that we watched pilgrim from 2019. So Donnie, I guess I'll throw to you first. What's your star rating for this? Uh, star rating, um, man, you know, pitfalls here and there. Uh, it's kind of predictable, you know, really campy. Uh, we've, you know, on the uh, positive side, though, it was it was kind of interesting when that once they got to it. But you know, all all in all, I don't think it's more than two stars for me. Well, Will, that's you. What do, what do you say? I want to go. I think I'm gonna go two and a half on this one. You know, I, I agree with Donnie, and then like I said before, like, the first half of this movie is god awful slow. Man, for me, like once it picked up and then, like stuff started happening, oh god, man, I was in. If if this movie could have been about oh. 35 minutes. Oh man, I might would have loved this movie. <laughs> 35 minutes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, like, like I understand, you, get, you know, like character yeah. building, but there was only one character that got built really at all. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you want to throw in Ethan, a little bit of Ethan there. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're only going to build two characters, I felt like this could have been much shorter, but overall I enjoyed it. I mean, I think, I guess for something that like, you know, we didn't go over the, some of the normal uh, stats or whatever, I failed to mention that the total runtime of this was an hour and 20. So I, I think for something of that length, uh, they did have a, a fair amount of character development, if not a little too much. But um, like you said, the only one they really built up for you to really care about would be Cody and obviously Tate because he's a kid. You know, the rest, you know, you don't really give a shit about the mom or the dad. And of course, everyone else, all the other main players are the pilgrims. And then you got the neighbor lady and her son, Finn. You don't really care about them other than the fact that that's, cody's boyfriend or whatever right so yeah i mean basically you only really care about cody and tate so i guess in the end that's all you really wanted to see survive but i think they they set up enough stakes to where you wanted to see somebody make it you know like like in crawlers you didn't give a shit whether any of these people made it right like <laughs> kill them all kill them all i don't care but at least kill the director yeah <laughs> go ahead and just finish Never the job see this shit again um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think saying all that, I'll myself, I'll go two and a half, just like Will. I, I think there was enough here to, uh, in that last twenty or thirty minutes, to really uh, salvage the movie. I think if it had kept going on the trajectory it was on, it wasn't as bad as Crawlers at any point. Definitely not. But it wasn't looking up. It wasn't looking very cheery and bright until you get to the pure insanity of the last twenty or thirty minutes. So. That sold it for me. Like you said, I, at that point, I was all in. Like, hell yeah, let's let's get fucking nuts, right? And, you know, it did, so. <laughs> all right, so with the star ratings out of the way, Donnie, I guess I'll toss to you first. Connections. Connections. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, it just um, seems like it gets longer every every uh, week. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, I know. It's uh, you know, it's it, I always like to let it uh, finish out. It just adds adds a little something to it. But uh, you know, we we mentioned crawlers. You know, uh, I think it was like eighteen, nineteen episodes ago. The connections for uh, Pilgrim to crawlers is uh, uh, well, actually, that's really the only connection uh, to our past episodes is just crawlers. Uh, we've got two producers and a special effects artist. The two producers are. Lauren Downey and Alexander Kane. The uh, uh, special effects artist is Simon White. There's basically they they don't really have a whole lot other than and that makes sense and that makes sense because I think they were listed as showrunners. So I I guess that's kind of the way they play this. Is like it 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 is set up a lot like a television series, but it's it's different in the sense that, like I said, each one is like a feature length film. So I guess that would be the the showrunner would be the connection. Yeah, that makes sense. That's Um, all we got. All right, so Will, you're up next. Uh, with this one, uh, I came up with 16. So from the beginning, we got Catherine, who got poisoned. Uh, Finn, who had his throat slit. Uh, the big pilgrim, <laughs> who got beaten to death. Shane, who uh, got uh, his head lopped off. Then we have uh, eight... Uh, pilgrims who died from poison. Then uh, Patience gets uh, stabbed and beaten, and then uh, Ethan gets his uh, uh, gets hacked with the axe. The, the two that I guess were questionable, but I just went ahead. And, well, one of them's not, but uh, the big pilgrim. You don't know that he's dead, but you assume that he is. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then the crow halfway through the movie, Ethan steps on its head. The what halfway through the movie? Yeah, I'm what. <laughs> Remember the little boy found uh, a bird? Pro. Oh, oh yes. okay. I thought you said pro. I'm like, pro? I what thought you said pro. I'm like, <laughs> the pro. In this, uh... Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I always stop short of wanting to count uh, animals and shit into these things. But yeah, I guess if you know, if you want to jack the count up a little bit, why not? Well, that, that one was pretty, uh, I don't know, in your face, you know, like. You step away. Crunch. Yeah, yeah. I think those things definitely do add to the, I think, more. They're worth mentioning because I guess if nothing else, it does add to the gore score, you know, because yeah. that is pretty fucking vile, you know, <laughs> to watch something like that happen on film. But uh, to that, we we don't have the gore score, obviously, because the professor's not here. But what would you think? We'll take a, uh, we'll take a stab at guessing what the number you think will be. Uh, when he does it next week. Uh, Donnie, I, I guess I'll, I'll let you take a spin first. Man, I'm going to say uh, no one smoke. I, I think he might go as high as a five. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that much for me. But I, I would I would say a four, but I think he would say a five. Will, what do you think? See, I'm going to push for about a six. And I think I think with all the uh, puking blood and just shooting <laughs> it everywhere, the stabbing, I, I, I'm going to guess about a six. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. Like you got the bloodiness of the you know the um, the stand by me scene there with the you know yakking <laughs> of blood and shit. You got the you got the crow getting stomped out. Uh, you know the 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 churning uh, butter or whatever the hell she was doing with the blood and. You know, yeah, I think there's enough gore there to justify a six. It wouldn't shock me if he said seven, but I'd say, you know, definitely. I would be shocked if he said seven. I'm like, really? Come on, dude. Well, you know, you never know because sometimes, you know, his gore scores can be a little bit different than what you would think. But 
Sometimes those are uh, when he does like an older one where it's based on Chaz Balin's original scores. So sometimes I would need justification for a seven. I, <laughs> I, I need that. I require that. I don't know. The puking blood, <laughs> that, that might do it. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. But yeah. I'd say we can safely say a five, but... Will, I'm going to go with you and say six, and we'll see what Smoke says uh, when he finally gets to do it officially. But anyways. Four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go two. What? <laughs> I didn't believe the blood. So anyways, uh, next week when we return, we're, we're full on past Thanksgiving by that point. So now we're going to be diving into the Christmas holiday season. So not just Christmas, but just the holidays in general. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about uh holiday horror spook show spotlight holiday horror part one that will be coming out next monday at 6 p.m east on uh, uh november 29th so that'll kind of get the uh the the december holiday season kicked off for us uh with that and that'll be kind of a two-part series that will be episode 84 and 86 on the, uh, november 29th and december 13th and then on december 6th episode 85 we'll be doing like an older christmas you know horror christmas horror movie I should always add, you know, we're talking about horror movies here, so uh, not we're not just going to be watching It's a Wonderful Life. Like, <laughs> let's watch Prancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's the scariest movie of all. Santa Claus the movie. Plot twist, yeah. and I, you would probably never guess this. I have never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I've what? never fucking seen it. Why? <laughs> fucking serious well, i've never I, watched that honestly movie. with you that doesn't necessarily shock me but you know yeah that that's a yeah you, that needs to be seen at least once in your life dude it really is a good one like and honestly to, to be honest with you and that's a debate for you know maybe one of these days what you kind of consider christmas or not like technically i know it's always played at christmas time but it's not really a christmas movie uh it's, hmm. it's kind of fucking sour and dour to be honest with you in a lot of ways until you get towards the end but um, it just so happens it's like it's one of those that's the debate it, uh, did the movie happen because it's Christmas or did it happen to be at Christmas time right like Die Hard or Lethal Weapon the difference between those two right that's always part of the argument so maybe that's the debate we can have one of these days because I think that's always the constant debate is well Gremlins is a Christmas movie because blah 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 you know and this and that but maybe that can be something we talk about just briefly on those uh, Spook Show spotlights yeah that's uh, interesting yeah yeah but anyways yeah that'll start next week so uh, come back for that and then uh, we'll let you know next week what older Christmas horror movie we're going to be watching for episode 85 so um, and then like I said we'll get Smoke's thoughts on uh, uh, Pilgrim next either next week or the week after you know just depends on uh, his availability so uh, for Professor Smoke, who couldn't be with us, and for Donnie, and for Will, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and we will talk to you next week.